0: welcome back to six pennies podcast this is mock got my boys albie and timmy on the line and today's thursday so obviously you know what that means it's pocket change thursday so we're gonna throw out a couple questions that um or really just one main question that we've gotten from our friend maxwell and he asks in which sport do the refs have the least impact on the outcome of the game um this coming from obviously all, all all three of us love sports um I know, Timmy, you are call yourself a specialist when it comes to basketball. But for this, he was talking about the major sports, basketball, baseball, football, and soccer. So out of those four, um, Albie, let's start with you. Like, Which one would you say the refs have the least impact?
1: Out of those four, I think it's clearly soccer. Um, I think with basketball, you definitely have, there's documented instances of refs just controlling the games from Tim Donahue to whoever. Um, whether it's foul calls and stuff like that with baseball that's basically the whole game right the umpire every, determines every single pitch. Yeah. yeah determines the strike zone from pitch to pitch batter to batter so he is the front and center um leader of that game football i i thought about football and the reason why i didn't choose it as the least amount is because um the texas games last year when you told me that the refs literally tried to make houston lose by Either keeping the ball really short from the first down or like um, bringing, giving the other team the first down like automatically without even a measurement. Things like that. um, It's kind of absurd that, first of all, it's absurd that we're still doing chains to measure 10 (laughs) yards in football. But with that being said, I think it's soccer because you can't really fake goals. I mean, you do have bad calls, um, like especially penalties in the box. You still have the hand of God, which is probably the most iconic soccer play of all time when the guy, you know, punched the ball in, but it looked like he headed the ball. Um, But things, for the most part, I would say if you're playing soccer, it's whether you're skilled or not and whether you're playing as a team or not.
0: Well, the thing about soccer is, I I hear what you're saying, but with soccer, with the games normally being so low scoring, like one big call could really make or break the game so so one missed call or one bad call on a pen, and that results in a penalty um that could be the game right there yeah true that's that's true
2: isn't it the same way with hockey is there a reason why we left hockey out are they not the, part of the
1: probably because uh, maxwell didn't identify as a top four sport uh, okay. yeah
2: well i mean I, I i equate hockey and soccer pretty closely especially in terms of like the rules and the, the play calling and the scoring yeah. just like it's pretty similar in terms of their impact. So, I, I agree with that. Um, are we also doing, like, the, the most impact?
0: Yeah, let's go let's go most then.
2: It sounded like, Albie, you're saying baseball. But I, I feel like with baseball, it's the, you know, the umpire calling, obviously, the, the ball of the strike, which is huge. But the way it's watched today with, you know, showing the strike zone on
1: TV, I feel like they can't get it wrong that often. Is that right? They still, yeah, they get, it still get it wrong. Yeah, they still get it wrong a lot. And... It's Man, that it sucks. sucks. Why do you guys watch baseball? It sucks that you <laughs> it sucks that you bring up that little, you know, strike box zone or whatever on TV because Mock and I hate that thing. Like I don't oh, understand yeah. why it's on TV.
0: Yeah, ESPN Ooh. like leaves the box on there at all times. Um, like oh, most really? other stations, like Fox, um, like Fox Sports Southwest or Root Sports that we watch Rangers and Astros games on, they will only show the box on, like, a replay, you know, something like yeah. that, but it, it's obnoxious having that box there the whole time. Yeah, yeah, you guys should stop watching that sport.
2: That's <laughs> probably the way to solve it. Okay, well, I, you know, you know, obviously I'm going to talk about basketball a little bit, but yeah. I, I think that refs have a huge, huge impact on basketball games just because of all of the 50-50 calls and the, the speed of which it happens. So, you know, the ball getting tipped and going out of bounds, like, it's so hard to see that. Um, you know, somebody stepping on the line. Obviously, they have, um, you know, the the replays now to watch for three pointers. But the charge versus the the blocking foul, like those are so difficult to call. And obviously, mm. the Tim Donaghy uh, scandal and everything else. So I would say basketball is pretty tough. Do you think... like the review process now, then? Um, do th- I don't. I I feel like it's it's definitely helpful for them to get some of the calls right, but they definitely also use it way too much. <laughs>
1: I kind of want to piggyback on Timmy's point about basketball. Like not only a, the 50-50 calls, but like the really obvious calls too. Like I just hate how one... So two things I hate the most about basketball referees, and even though we complain a lot about the referees in the NBA, they are like 5,000 times better than the oh, referees yeah. in and college. And above. Yeah. But with that being said, I hate makeup calls. Like that is just re- <laughs> ridiculous. Like if you miss a call on one end, you don't have to make it up the next possession or or the next time down the floor. Like just play the game. Why not? And I then thought you
0: like love averages?
1: No, not for that. And then second of all, I hate how they call the games differently. Like a foul in the first quarter is not going to be a foul late in the fourth quarter. Like I I yeah. would like it to be very consistent. But with that being said, I hearken back to something Sam Cassell actually said when he was a L.A. Clipper. And it's like resonated with me ever since he said it 10, 15 years ago. And basically, he said, as players, they're not wanting the referees to be right. Like, it's impossible, right? It's the human element of it. Like, you can't be 100 percent accurate. But he says, we just want the referees to be fair. So that that to me means either consistency or calling the game uh, fair for both sides. That's the biggest thing, and for 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 something that you know brings in the human element, that's always in question.
0: Right, and yeah, Sam Cassell is amazing. Sam, I am. Well, on Miss that, that note, do you th- don't you think I'm making like a makeup call? Is that not fair?
2: It no,
1: because I. I <laughs> because a makeup
2: call is when they do something wrong on one side, and so they'll do you know something kind of wrong on the other side.
1: But but I'm referring to those makeup calls when like it's it's obvious that it's something that can be called on every possession. But just because for this one possession, because I missed yeah. this call, I'm gonna call this illegal screen on you, even though you've been yeah. doing it all game. You know.
2: Or especially when it's like they just complained a lot and the the you know the coach yeah. is in their face and then they call it the next time down. Um, but I, I also dislike superstar calls. I think that's the that, that's another thing um, that piggybacks off of just making it fair and consistent. Like it's definitely not consistent when somebody like um, like your boy LeBron gets hacked all the time and just because he's really strong and doesn't flop down, he doesn't get. Um, does not get the
1: foul call. I, I would say, yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm a huge LeBron fan, as everybody in Six Pennies knows, but um, it's true. Like, he is probably the most difficult guy to officiate ever since Shaq, because Shaq was so big and strong. You you yeah. didn't know if the guy was actually um, using 100% of his force to knock Shaq down or, or not, because you just can't tell. And then it's the same thing with LeBron. But with that being said, like, they still do get the benefit of the doubt more often than that being superstars having those names and well yeah yeah like yeah, there's a good, a there's, so many, there's so many anyway. there's so many games there's so many games where it's like late in the fourth quarter and LeBron just picked up his first foul and like there's no way you know that he's only committed one fouling violation the whole game but because he's no, LeBron a way. James. It's
2: because he's he never commits fouls. Like like literally throughout his career, he's he like never gets in foul trouble. Are you being sarcastic? No, it's it's like a it's factual. He's like almost never in foul trouble because he's good at playing defense
0: without fouling. Well, or is part of that attributed to the superstar call thing as well, though? Maybe maybe a little bit, but I th- I think that's like a
2: a factual based statement. Like I, I think that it has been, they've looked into, yeah. you know, they've looked at it before, that he just doesn't pick up many fouls, and he's just good at not,
0: you know, not hitting people. Yeah. So, out of the play, let's say in the league right now, who do you think gets the most superstar calls? Who James would you Harden? say? You think so? I no, think. I mean, James Harden just plays the trickiest. Yeah. He, he takes
2: advantage the most and shows, um, shows how they are... How he embellishes.
0: Not, think, he are. might have embellished the most, but every time they replay it, um, you know, however slow they want to replay it, it, it does show contact on his arms or whatever reaching in. Yep. And yeah,
1: and I don't know. He's to, he's really most, good. Fouls. Yeah, he's really good at embellishing it. But I I kind of reminds me of how good T Mac was because he would like try to play through contact, but then if he actually did got fouled, he would just like scream at the top of his lungs <laughs> so that everybody would know. <laughs> Um, I, I, couldn't, yeah, I couldn't answer your question in terms of who gets the most superstar calls outside of Steph Curry because you touch that guy he's going to fall and you're going <laughs> to be called a foul but I would say like the guy that gets the most benefit of the doubt and gets away with the most is Draymond Green and I'm not trying to hate I'm not yes, trying to hate on Golden State <laughs> I'm not hating on Curry or Draymond but like Every time Draymond pushes you in the back when you're trying to post him up, that's a foul.
0: Yeah, when he uses both arms.
1: Yeah.
0: And he like, he'll yeah, like stick he, your knee into you and stuff like that. He also gets the, the angriest about foul calls
2: um, when it's so clear that he fouls people. It's, the it's least, really ridiculous. With the least
0: amount of corresponding text. Um, yeah, this for year, me, yeah. aside from Curry, um, one guy that... I I love he's in my top 10, like most favorite players right now. But one guy I really noticed this playoffs, especially that was getting a ton of superstar calls was Isaiah Thomas. And it really made me not like him as much. Um, like he got so many whistles, like made him really almost unguardable, um, in that series against like the wizards. He would just get in the lane and really just throw his head back. And, uh, I mean, granted that he's small and, and I know it looks like every time he gets touched that he's like flailing and stuff, but he's he's not a weak guy. Like you can't post him up really easily and yeah. he's just short, but he gets a ton of calls.
1: Yeah, he's he's pretty strong and I mean he's just very crafty, right? Like he's one of the best pick and roll just, players yeah. he's one of the best pick and roll players in the NBA. So when he gets that pick and turns the corner, he's so good at creating that the the contact when he knows he can't get to the rim. So he's just going to yeah. jump into you and shoot that jumper knowing that he's going to get the foul call. So, yeah, I agree with you.
0: that has got to be so annoying to try to defend or play against. Like You're, like, right next to a guy, and he literally, like, jumps into you, like, forces the contact, and you get the foul call every time.
1: You think that's as an annoying as playing against Kevin Martin? <laughs>
0: Whoa, Kevin <laughs> well, Kevin Martin. Martin at least stopped getting calls like later in the nba like uh you like you wouldn't get the benefit of that anymore i feel like isaiah thomas gets every benefit right now um
2: so like more than Dwayne wade in this prime oh
0: opening up old wounds <laughs> over here man
1: it's fine
2: hey so i know, i know it's not like me to switch away from basketball but just really quick going back to football yeah. Do you think that the football officiating is good or bad? I feel like there's so many referees on the field that, for the most part, they do pretty well, especially with all the um, instant replay stuff, too. Yeah. Uh,
0: the thing with football is it's it's almost all subjective. Um, you know, other than your obvious, like, offside and false start type stuff, everything else is very, very subje- subjective. It's like almost. You, you talked about basketball, like the charge block call. There's almost something like that on every single play, like hold versus not a hold, uh, pass yeah. interference versus yep. like holding versus no call. Um, there's a lot of different sub, like things that you can't even review. Um, so, but I I don't feel like I
2: hear as much uproar about like oh the refs really screwed us this game, like they so many
0: illegal contacts down the field I don't and know. stuff. Like, do they? So for so for me, my answer to the first question, like the sport where the rest have the least impact on the outcome of the game, that would actually out of the four major sports, that'd actually be basketball for me. Um, if nothing else, just because there are so many possessions and it's not gonna be one make or break sure. play normally within a game that uh, really determines the outcome of the game. Uh, yeah, you can you can really magnify one possession in, you know, end of the fourth, but in reality, like there's they're taking, you know, Dozens and dozens of shots and turnovers and everything every single game, so it it all almost evens out.
1: The the law of large numbers.
0: Yeah. So football, on the other hand, that is such a momentum sport, and possessions are huge. Um, Changing a possession, turnovers are tremendous. Uh, Sometimes one turnover, one big play, like makes the game. Um, And there's so much subjectivity. And and you mentioned, you know, might not have that controversial but i mean i'm sure albert could tell you one controversial play off the top of his head with des bryant right
1: yeah no i mean the catch not versus catch. no catch is it's still being debated right not only des bryant but um what's his name calvin johnson that one year yeah, yeah. like there's there's been so many and then on the flip side they've ca- they've called these non-catches as catches even though like the ball hit the ground or something like that but I don't want to talk about that because it really does open up bad <laughs> wounds. But I will say, like, there's there's holding on every single play, but it's only called, call it, yeah, yeah, it's only called like maybe four times a game. There's illegal hands to the face every single play, but it's only called like four times a game. And so you're right, like it just depends on what the ref is feeling or what mood he's in at the time, and it's kind of annoying because like. Same with basketball, like you just want it to be consistent, so if if you know the offensive lineman has been ramming his hands into your face all game, but then you don't call it until like the last possession of the fourth quarter that that kind of you're just trying to be the star of the game as a referee at that point, in my opinion, and a lot of a lot of these broadcasters when they talk about referees, I think the best point they make is when as a viewer on t v is when you don't even notice that there's a referee. Is when you don't even notice there's an official. Yeah. That's those are the best officiated games.
0: Yeah, I agree. You well, do you watch some football now, uh, Timmy? Like, well, what's your yeah. football?
1: L.A. Rams, man.
0: You watch the Rams uh, yeah. every week. Um, I mean, I I watch
2: some football. Like, I'll you know watch it um on Sundays. I'll turn it on the TV or something and. Um, I, just not as much as you guys I just don't watch the other sports as much as basketball but it sounds like you guys have a lot of problems with both football and baseball maybe you should just
0: you know stop it <laughs> it's 2017 obviously and we with the technology we have nowadays they're doing some things in the major sports you know with the ma- with the instant replay and where it where it's at now it seems like they're able to review and um, do it faster hopefully every single year but what else like what, did, what do you think is the one thing that they should really bring into any of these major sports to really uh, either speed up the game or just make things a lot more consistent um, like you mentioned football right Albert with the chains like do you think there should be like chips in the ball where so you get a more accurate spot
1: Whoa, I didn't I didn't know you know knew about that um I was gonna bring that up for soccer actually um in the i think 2002 world cup they actually made these soccer balls with chips inside so every time that it passed the out of bounds or it passed the goal goal line it would be you know yes or no for the goal and they tried it and for some reason it just didn't work out very well and of course this was back in 2002 so it's been 15 years but for some reason they didn't try it again i think Although we, you know, criticize referees and officiating and how big of an effect they have on the game, I think that's the whole point of sports, right, and the athletics. Just the human element of it and how a referee or a call, a bad call here or there, can actually swing a game. I mean, as a fan, that sucks, right, if your team gets screwed. But then it just makes that game and it makes that sport even more memorable. Like, everyone here in Dallas, is still talking about that Green Bay Packers playoff game, even though it's been three years. And you know, like, generations to generations, people are just going to call uh, remember this call or remember that call. And I think sports in general, I think they want that.
0: So do you want that? Like, you want the human factor? So I I think you're against having, like in baseball, like the electronic strike zone, right?
1: Yeah, I think... um there are pros and cons to like digitizing everything and make er, making everything more accurate and stuff. However, i i just I just like the human element to it. I I think we're already as a society already moving towards such a digital world. Everything is just electronic, and I think having sports and having the manual side of it just makes it more human to me.
0: Yeah, I. I... I'm back and forth on on the baseball thing i I can see what you're saying um especially just from the history of the game like we both grew up watching baseball as a a kid and and you don't really want to change something that drastically but um but i mean i'm hearing a lot of news like like even players today like they would be in favor of that or, or at least a good portion of them would be in favor of like the electronic strike zone if nothing else just for consistency's sake you know um, but I think you brought out this point before. like When it comes to pitching, some of it's art, right? Um, yeah. So you, you kind of figure out and nibble around the strike zone, see, see what's being called a strike that day, and, and see how much leeway you have. And, and you really work with that, um, and you, you learn to adapt. So, so yeah, if they had the electronic strike zone, it would definitely bring that part of maybe the artistry of pitching out of the game.
1: Yeah, I mean, just some of the biggest name pitchers right throughout history from randy randy johnson to pedro like they're known as power pitchers but what really separates them from other power pitchers because they're they're not the guys that can throw the hardest right right they're able to manipulate that strike zone they understand and they adjust to the umpire for that game and then they're also really good at calling the game you know them and the catcher they They really get these batters fooled and out of their timing. And so you're right, like the artistry of pitching is probably the best thing about baseball, in my opinion. And it's so often overlooked because everyone's looking at the home run or everyone's looking at this guy just went four for five or, you know, some guy this week just hit four home runs. Like, that's amazing. He's the 17th guy to do it. Yeah. Yeah, 17th ever. But that being said, like, Clayton Kershaw winning a 1-0 game or whatever, like, that is also brilliant in his own way.
0: I agree with you, uh, but I'd say most people would not agree with you. <laughs> like, most people would see a 1-0 game and say that's really boring, unfortunately. Um, but, so real quick, would you, are you saying, would you rather see, like, uh, let me see, like, like a power pitcher pitch, like, like a Randy Jackson type, or would you rather see, like, a Greg Maddox or, like, a Dallas Keiko nowadays? Yeah, like so which...
1: I'm I'm glad you you brought up Dallas Keiko because the other week you, you and I talked about him and you said he's a magician, and it's so true because he is so good at moving those corners, right? Like, he, yeah. he is basically defining what the strike zone is himself because the pitches are so good. The umpire is like, whoa, is that a strike or not? I'll just give him the yeah. benefit of the doubt, and I I like watching those pictures more because it's hard, right, to just kind of relate to a Randy Johnson or or right. whoever can throw really hard, but like six
0: ten and can throw like upper nineties. Yeah,
1: and but at the same time, that's what makes me kind of hate on you, Darvish, so much because I think he has the talent to really. Yeah. To really manipulate that strike zone kind of like a Dallas Keuchel, because we're talking about just pure arm talent stuff yeah. yeah the amount of pitches that he has in his repertoire like it's insane but then he doesn't know how to use it and then he gives up home runs at the worst opportune times and so um that what separates you, Darvish versus a Cy Young winner right in Dallas Keiko. Yeah. and and to me I I want to keep seeing that I want to keep seeing the separation of of a great pitcher versus a good pitcher, and I think the only way you can have that is um, the human element of having an umpire.
0: Yeah. Oh, obviously, both you and me, we love baseball. I think that's pretty evident. We could probably talk a whole another three or four podcast episodes worth of uh, time about baseball, but um, just to recap, so which sport do the refs have the least impact on the outcome of the game? I think we went... Soccer, soccer, basketball. Yeah, and uh, most impact, most impact on the outcome of the game. I said football. What did you say?
1: I said basketball. But you're right. Like the law of large numbers, it's it's hard to to fight against that. But I will just bring up Michael Finley. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that that is too soon. Cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. For better or worse, the human element brings like just a ton of sports memories to mine um just the human error when it, whether it comes to like refereeing or, or just missed calls or or bad instances where there should have been a replay stuff like that it, it does make the game a lot more memorable um but a lot of times it's, it's very bad memories <laughs> yeah at least for the examples we brought up today um but thank you once again to maxwell or the question is a good one uh, we've been kind of sitting on this one for a while but uh, congratulations once again for winning our third prize giveaway please give us a like on Facebook at Podcast, and we are on SoundCloud now we're official thanks to d uh, so you can find us there and you can please subscribe to us and find us on iTunes um, and we'd super appreciate it if you just took like a couple minutes and gave us a review on iTunes uh, we're trying to just work our way up that list but thanks again